Welcome back for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast, Twitter.com slash Podcast, Patreon.com slash Podcast, Instagram at Podcast Go, iTunes at Podcast Go. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! I'm your host tonight. I'm Ralph for Shovelry. And next to me, I have Mr. Clark Man Clark. Yeah. And then across from him, we got Mr. Harry Bowles. I'm ready to dig into this episode. Oh, God. He's going to oh. dig in. All right. <laughs> and, and Steve, Steve, what do you got? I dig it too. Son of a bitch, you stole it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all dig this game. Well, at least if we have taste, we all dig this game. So. Oh, oh, yeah. oh wow. <laughs> all right, guys. In case you couldn't tell, tonight's episode is Shovel Knight. Yes, Shovel Knight from 2014. That's on just about every platform you can think of right now. Let's start with initial impressions. Clark, hit me. Um, with the shovel. <laughs> with the shovel. I'm just going to charge one up real quick. Bong. Honestly, I heard about this game and I was really intrigued. I loved the era that they were trying to to emulate, like the whole eight bit side scroller. And then to hear about like the concepts and stuff uh, that they implemented from modern games into it, it, it was really fascinating to me. Unfortunately, I never picked it up until we actually decided to review it. For whatever reason, it just eluded me, and I ended up getting like the Treasure Trove edition, which mm-hmm. is like the newest one. And I haven't played the DLC, so I still feel like I haven't got my money's worth. Yeah, I, I I had been interested in this game since it came out. Yeah, it's a shame you didn't pick it up right away. Harry. So I'm not going to lie. When you first mentioned this game, I got this confused with Castle Crashers. So I was under the impression that that was the game I was going into. <laughs> is, that a, is that a mobile game? No, it was uh, an old uh, Xbox 360 arcade game. Oh. So uh, when I booted it up, I was like, hmm, this doesn't look like the game I was expecting. <laughs> um yeah, that's that's basically my first impression. Uh, no, no, I, I will say though, I think there's a lot of nostalgia that goes into this game. Really? Well, I mean, going back to that eight bit generation. Yep. For me, no, it's I yeah. started on the sixteen bit. I never really owned a Nintendo. Super Nintendo was my first entry into video games, so I don't know if I'm going to be bringing that nostalgia factor tonight. So you don't see Super Ghouls and Ghosts at all? What's that? You don't a see... little bit, but we'll get into that. All right, sure. We'll yeah. yeah, Steve. Uh, before you guys actually even mentioned it, never even heard of it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was somehow out of the Shovel Knight loop. So after we got into it and downloaded, it caught my attention. Obviously, just like it's been said twice already, the nostalgia, just the look of it, and pretty much from there, I was uh, I was hooked. Cool. Um, for me, I I heard about this game fairly early on into um, into it actually being released, I think. I, I wasn't part of the Kickstarter or anything, but I had heard about it somewhere online, and I got it for the Wii U either in late 14 or early 2015. I played about halfway through the game, and I've chipped away at it here and there, and finally finished it for uh, for the podcast here. And I gotta say, you know, I right off the cuff, I, I, I dig it, love it, you know. I really think that they so perfectly emulated the era that they were going for. And for me, that is nostalgic. And it's kind of funny. How can you have nostalgia for a brand new game? But for sort of the the era and the genre, this game just really knocked it out of the park. Absolutely. So I think we should just um, head on right into game development. Game development. 
I mean, it was developed by Yacht Club Games. Yep, Yacht Club Games. It started as a Kickstarter, which was really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the few very successful Kickstarter games. Not yeah. like Mighty Number no. 9? Right. It, <laughs> it, had, it had a critical success as well as, you know. Um, I think their goal was they had up like $75,000 and ended up double, almost tripling that to like 305000 I know they went way over what they actually asked for it, which yep. really threw a lot more content and care into the game that they could really go with. And I think that really helped out. So kudos to the Kickstarter community for getting that going. So yeah, like, totally. uh, like, have you ever been having a conversation with somebody and you keep like joking around like, oh, this should be a cool game and ha ha, you could take like this element from this game and this element from this game? Mm-hmm. That is how the concept for this game actually started. It was a conversation between the two developers that ended up making it, and they were just joking about it. And the the way it was described in one of the interviews was, we were joking about it until we realized how serious we were about making this game. Popped it up on Kickstarter. It was a success. Boom. Here comes Shovel Knight. So the they took key pieces from old side-scrollers that they loved as kids, like Zelda 2, Castlevania 3, DuckTales, Super Mario, and Mega Man. So then when they wanted to add in some extra flavor from current gen, they looked at uh, Dark Souls and UN Squadron, which I've never played. I've never even heard of UN Squadron until I kind of started looking into this game a little bit. Oh, yeah. Can you give us a quick rundown of UN Squadron? I'm not familiar with it either. I have no idea what it is. Oh, you, you UN just... Squadron, I'm pretty sure that's where you're in the, not necessarily the cockpit, but I think it's like a, a top-down look, and I think it's mostly just, just air battles back and forth, kind of like where you have to move about on the screen. Because I know they had at least when a couple parts, like when you were fighting the Propeller Knight, and you're jumping up from one side and kind of to the other, right. I, I think they kind of implemented some of those into it, if I'm thinking of the right game. I might be might be wrong. Okay, I am familiar with UN Squadron, but I don't really see the connection. I'm ashamed to say. Well, if you think about it, take a look um like how the some of the boss battles, like with the missiles that are shooting up off the side, they had the same thing for when you were fighting the ship. Tinker I Knight? Yeah. So it kinda had where they had some of the robotics or when well, actually, no, that was in the DLC. But they use some of that towards the the one of the DLCs, too, because you're actually on a rail. There's two options. There's a high ground and a low ground, and the giant boss is in front, so you have to go up and then swipe and attack him, and then he comes flying across the screen and then back again. So it kind of mixes it up a little bit than just regular platformer. So, um, yeah, the, the only other thing that I really have here is that once the Kickstarter was successful, they missed their deadline to get the game out oh. several times. They they had several delays, but it finally came out on uh, June 24th, and it launched on the 3DS and the Wii U with some differences. The Wii U, you were able to do um, things like drop notes like you can in Dark Souls for other players. No, that's part of like the, the Miiverse you can do on the Wii U, yeah. Right, which was left out of the 3DS version. And something else that I thought was really cool was when they brought it to PS4 and to Xbox One, Xbox One got Battletoads. Yeah. And uh, PlayStation 4 got Kratos as bonus bosses. Yeah. Did you guys find your respective bonus bosses? I played it on the 3DS, so I I didn't have Uh, Oh, you did? Really? Yeah, I did. Okay. Oh, that makes me sad. No, I just, I played the base game, unless they were... 
intertwined in the base game? Were they like one of the randoms that would pop up and no, control the they, field? Or? You would have to find it. So PlayStation 4, uh, you were able to find Kratos and Battle Kratos. I, I'm trying to remember which level it was at. But you drop down off a ladder and it looked like a regular step down to like the next level down. And if you jumped and downward thrust, it broke it open and you went over to the other side. And after you defeated Kratos, you got the armor and shovel of chaos, I believe it is. <laughs> that doesn't so surprise yeah, me at all. You get special gear for beating them. Okay. Interesting. That, which, oh, that was that was so awesome. It was really cool. So that's how you did it then, obviously. Yeah. So PS4 uh, and Kratos? Yeah, PS4. But it was towards the end of the game. It was one of the very last. It might have even been on Propeller Night, I believe, is where actually in that level where they have Kratos. So I'm not sure if that's the same placement for 360 and they just put Battletoads in there instead, which I'll be honest, I think I would have liked getting Battletoads more than I did Kratos. But th- that's just me personally. I wonder if they thought about putting like Master Chief or somebody and realized it didn't fit the tone and they were like, ah, let's go with Battletoads considering they haven't really <laughs> been using that rare property except for the replay. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I just took this game as it is. I didn't look anything up online. So, like, as far as, like, strategies or boss, like, strategies or, or how to get through the game, I didn't look up any of it. It was just take it as it comes. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I didn't oh, look yeah. up any strategies either. Yeah. I, I, think that, I think that's really just how you have to play this yeah. game. So, yeah. I, I'm, I probably missed a lot of the extra stuff that's kind of, like, intertwined in this game. There I found are a lot of Easter eggs in this game. A lot of secrets, a lot of Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You find a lot of stuff by accident. That's how I found Kratos. I didn't I didn't look anything up. I want to take it the same way the rest of you guys did. Just just go right into it, play through. This isn't something where you really have to look for everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got to say, in terms of the development, I, I got the game. I played it, like I said, about halfway through. And then, you know, I put it down and heard about, you know, the DLC that they were doing and how they did Plague Knight as a whole new campaign as Plague Knight. And I watched... Um, uh, shout out to um, Beard Bros, uh, part of Gerard Khalil's Let's Play uh, channel. I watch The Completionist. I watch uh, Beard Bros here and there. Um, and they were playing it actually with Jake Kaufman, the composer for the game. And I thought that that was a really cool dynamic. And they were picking his brain about the, the game and the music and you know how he came up with ideas and, and different things. And that, that Let's Play was a lot of fun to watch. I haven't played uh, the Plague Knight section, but... I got to the point where I had heard about Plague Knight, and then I heard about Spectre Knight, and I thought to myself, wait a minute, why are they why are they basically putting so much into Shovel Knight? Why don't they just make a sequel already? Like, I was ready for them to make a sequel, and I'm even ready now for them to make a sequel. I don't know if Yacht Club Games made, you know, enough money off of the game. I mean, obviously, they're Kickstarter, but, you know, once they once they created the, the company, and they're bringing in, you know... They're bringing in funds because they're selling the game and they're reselling it. You know, it seems to me that it's time for them to make a sequel already. And I, I guess that could be just hmm. a, a misconception of myself that, you know, this is their first game as a company. They're not going to be able to turn one out every two years. You know, it just surprised me that they were putting so much into Shovel Knight, I guess, to, to pay back those backers. Where it's like, you know, give me give me a sequel already or, or give me give me another game in the same style or something like that. I could understand that. But right. Spectre Knight was really fun. I couldn't start with the throne stuff with Blake Knight, but Spectre Knight was really good. And I know we're talking about Shovel Knight tonight, so I'm just gonna throw everything in. Uh ahead of time, jumping ahead. I like Spectre Knight's story better than I did Shovel Knight. Uh, what? So at least just for that, while we're talking about the the you know, one offs, go play Spectre Knight too. Okay, it's really good. Are, are yeah. they planning on releasing like a, a storyline for each night? No, that, I think no? it was just a few select ones. Okay, 
Hmm. Yeah, I think they voted, didn't they? Did they do a poll to see who was going to be? I think so. I, I believe it was a poll to see who was who was what, hmm. or who was getting a DLC storyline. I can tell you, I think Tinker Knight probably would have been the most fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start throwing wrenches everywhere. You can do no, that. not that version. <laughs> you, Tinker Knight. you just want to be. A, you just want to be a big ass like yep. mech and just yeah, roll just through all, all the levels. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> be boring too, I think. So no, nah, anything would be better. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. No, I was gonna say we should hop into story. Oh, yeah, all right. So we're starting to talk about it, so let's move right on into story. Cool. Story. So not much to the story here. But, no. Uh, you want to roll, roll with the story, Harry? Let's uh, let's let's try to. So I think he just wakes up out in the forest one day, and then he just kind of reminisces about Shield Knight. Shield Knight, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And what's funny, too, with the story, you can change all the characters to be male or female. So they're not, like, set in stone. When I started my game, you couldn't do that. Really? I didn't know you could play as a female Shovel Knight. I didn't know that either. You could change the sex of all the bosses in the game, too. Yeah, that that really threw me off when I saw that option. I'm like, what is it talking about? Because, like, the Enchantress could have been the Enchantress or the Enchantor. Huh. Mm-hmm. So, huh. That's um, got to be one of those Kickstarter stretch goals or something. Yeah, and you can yeah. change the not only the um, the sex of them, but also like the text as well. Do you want it in male text or female text? Which was weird. Whoa. But I didn't change that. What do you mean? So you it's could like act- the the text bubble, I guess, like the font or something like that. There's a feminine text, yeah. and a male text. Yeah, they had both symbols for what, like one column for the text, one column for for the sex of the bullshit. No, that's no. sexist. Oh jeez. By the way, I- oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shield Knight basically disappeared, I guess, on an adventure or something like that. Where'd you go? So your Shield Knight was male? No, it was female. Uh Uh-oh. It was female. But I guess they they were like buddy-buddy. They would always fight together. They were like an unstoppable force. They were in love. They had this unspoken thing. Yeah. I don't think they really said that, though. I mean, yes, you would allude to it. It's not explicit. Yeah. So she disappears, and then I guess he's just on a quest to seek her out, more or less. But I think he was traveling for a while. Of her missing, and then it just one day she just turned up as well. He's like he's like retired. And, yeah, like and, they and have like a... he comes out of retirement because he's like I'm gonna go sh- save Shield Knight because he finds out that the Enchantress has her. Quote end quote. There's yeah. like a there's like I, I, if I remember right, there's like a shot of him like working a field with his shovel. Yeah, which yeah. is yep. so funny. <laughs> it's like I don't do that anymore. Which, Until now. just as a side note, like, since we're in story, like, the humor in the game, I think, is just hilarious. Like, oh, yeah. That like, was really good. Like, the deer lady that you see, <laughs> where it's a deer dressed up in a dress. Like, and yeah, all the right. puns and the and the tropical king, like, all that. Like, it's, the tone of this game is just so hilarious and, and so on point. Like, I, I, I love all the humor. And the, what, the, um, the, the one toad guy that you try to cheer up, I think it's at the second, the second, like, village. You go in and he's just, like, in a bad mood. You tell yeah. him endless, like, jokes that have puns in them, and then he just, like, takes a second and shakes his head no. And then you can try again, and, like, the only options you can choose are between, like, uh and um, and you can never tell him a joke that he likes to make him happy. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's something else that you, you have to do in the game. Like, I, I don't know what there could be, but, like, it's just, to me, mm. it's it's so funny that the whole I, game I, was I funny. I missed that completely. Really? Yep. That's yeah. a shame. Now, um... I... I, I... I like the music for, um, th- if you go down in the cellar in the first town, there's the four characters standing along. Uh, it oh, almost yeah. looks like a wine cellar. It is. Or something like it's that. It's like a pub bar. It's got big casks, yeah. I yeah. think, in the background. And then there's the one girl who will... The dancer. Da- just dance. Yeah. But I really like that tune, or that that, that, that song that they played. Real, It was like, I don't know, it was like 30 <laughs> seconds. But, but it's like weird stuff, because that had nothing to do with the plot. 
absolutely nothing. Yeah, but. there's a, there's a few things that d- that don't have to do with the plot, like some of the side bosses, the uh, the wanderers rather. Oh, they the four yeah. like, uh, like yeah, like the one guy looks pretty pretty much looks like Bane. Yeah, like the those guys. Mm. Right. So, did anyone run into the hat guy organically before he was a wanderer? Yes. The hat guy. You went into the hat shop. Oh, yeah. and then you pay off the three people to kick him out. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, he's like, oh no, we're fighting because I want your fucking hat. Like, <laughs> like, it's like, dude, it's a helmet. And he's like, no, it's a fucking hat. Like, <laughs> Let me get that hat, man. <laughs> I think it's in the like, second town. It, it, it's, yeah, it's the second it's, village. He it's, gets all. Uh... Yeah, hot and bother for the hat. So I mean, realistically though, it, it the the story doesn't have too many story beats in between. It's it's he decides to come out of retirement, tries to fight the Order of No Quarter, which is a great the name Order of No for, Quarter, uh, it's like a group of knights, <laughs> and then goes off to fight the Enchantress. The only story beat that I can really think of, kind of in between that, is when Black Knight reveals that he knows about Shield Knight, and he's like, "Hey, so just letting you know." She's t- like her energy's tied to an amulet, and if you kill the enchantress without taking her out first, you'll kill Shield Knight, and that's because like Black Knight also is into Shield Knight. Yeah, right, right. And I, I just want to say that I actually liked Black Knight's uh, storyline. Like he, he sort of has that. Like he's just he's so determined, even though he keeps getting defeated. Like he constantly keeps showing up, and even at the end, he sort of does the right thing. He's almost. This isn't really a fair comparison. He's almost like Vegeta in that in that sense <laughs> that he like he like wants to be the strongest and like keeps keeps fighting and he keeps losing. Like he can't he can't quite get there, but you know, at at his core, he's not a villain. He's not a bad guy, you know. He just he has other motivations for, for he wants to be the strongest and he wants he wants shield knight for himself, but it doesn't work out that way. That's he, an interesting way to put it. I, I can say like I liked how he wasn't for the good or the bad because there was that one scene where Shovel Knight's trying to win him over yeah. and the was it the Enchantress, I think, was there, was trying to win him over. Yeah. And he was not submitting to either party. He yeah. was in it for himself. Right, right. So, shout out to the Black Knight. Black Knight is a lone wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say wolf around Steve. <laughs> yeah. Feels a little tingle. A little tingle, no. No more tingle. Well, so then from there, it's pretty much battle, battle, battle. <laughs> then the fight with the Enchantress. And yep. then, plot twist, the Enchantress is actually Shield Knight. What? Whoa. Spoilers! Spoilers! Which then, throughout the game, where there's the one time when he's at his camp campsite, and he goes into his dream world, and mm-hmm. you always have to battle everything and catch Shield Knight. Catch it, your lady. It comes to fruition, and he catches her, and then she basically sacrifices herself to save... Black Knight and Shovel Knight. Yep. Tells Black Knight to take Shovel Knight far away, and they run and go. And then that's pretty much it. Until. 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 Until the scene falls on Shovel Knight in his camp, and then along comes Shield Knight. Cozy's up right next to him. The, the end. end. Oh, man. All the feels at the also, campfire. Also, also, there's Black Knight just kind of like walks off. He's like, all right. I did what I was supposed to do, and then it's just like no. He's probably he's probably in the woods. My my duties. Oh yeah, watching. you think he's watching? Oh, he's watching. He's watching. Yeah, he's watching. They're all illuminated by the campfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she like comes in with a limp. I, uh, <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah, no, it was a nice touch. I 
You know, <laughs> or I, a bad uh, touch. <laughs> God, you know, I she had to get past the black knight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you know, so that's I'm, the limp. <laughs> I, <laughs> we stumped them. I don't know. Bless I don't you know rough. why this is so hard to say. You know, I. God, if I could just get this out, you know. I, oh, I know uh, where he's fucking going with this. <laughs> you, you guys are the, the best. <laughs> oh God, that's a terrible. At the throwback. fucking campfire. Oh God, did, it, did I do it? Did it's I do it for it? It's, it's over. over. It's over. Yes. <laughs> We're not, not talking about Final Fantasy Fifteen I don't know. Anymore. I did Noct survive? No, uh, this uh, is done. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We should. <laughs> what other big points do we need to touch on in story? Well, it might be also a gameplay thing, but. You know, I look at the story as like cookie cutter Mega Man, which was one of the influences for the game. Mm. So you have to defeat all the other robot masters and get to the 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 Doctor Wily's uh, castle and become a real boy and become a real boy. <laughs> and uh, and of course, you know, you have that banquet table where you have to fight all the bosses in a boss rush mode at the end. Oh yeah. Which at that point in the game, I was like, okay, I expected this or something like this, and I thought it was really nice of them to throw us a bone to give us, you know, like the. Full health in between. Yeah. Or you can even milk it. If you were already you good on health, it. you can leave it there. Which, yeah. that was the only reason I got through it. Because I needed more health on certain... Well, we're getting in the game. We are getting into <laughs> gameplay. But I just wanted to touch base on, you know, I, I, I feel that the story and the structure really follows um, sort of a blending of Mega Man and Castlevania. And um, let's move uh, right into gameplay. Gameplay. All right. So, Gameplay. 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 I did enjoy the play in this game. <laughs> I did. I I did find some things frustrating, but I would say overall, you know, it's. I don't want to say it's like any other platformer, but you just have to learn the game. Go ahead, sweetie. Well, um, Clark had already mentioned the influences. I mean, it's very clear to me that Mega Man is a big influence in the game in terms of the level design and the the way he moves and interacts and and sort of I don't want to say almost like the height I don't want to say almost like the uh the jump height is similar to like Mega Man 2 which is what I equated to I mean yeah there's Mega Man and there's Me- uh, it's like Mega Man 1 through 6 you know not Mega Man X but I just see it as Mega Man 2 is the big the big homage I felt that the game was brilliant in the way that it would mildly introduce a concept and then gradually make that a thing so for instance you'll have like one room where you have to do a specific series of movements or use use a certain jump mechanic to get to the other side or or do something because it's and i'm being vague but it, it is sort of vague in the way that it was constantly changing but the game would sort of teach you a new concept very gradually and then slowly but surely bring it into the fold where you have to use all these things that you have learned throughout the level or the last couple screens. It kind of taught you to play the game for what was coming up. Yeah, it's all it's all show don't tell in one, terms of the gameplay. I I absolutely agree. One of the uh one of the parts uh that really stuck out to me that was exactly like what you were saying is the ice sculpture that you hit and then it has like the rainbow that you have to run across. Oh yeah, that was a and weird, then, weird little trait that they threw into the game. It the was, but that was really fucking cool. I, me personally, I've never seen anything like that in a platformer where you're like you have to hit it and then like jump, 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 clear something out, go back down, 
hit hit it back over run like it was interesting because it was it was new to me i i haven't really experienced something exactly like that and it was kind of interesting and i thought it, it was like one of my cool like it was one of my favorite yeah i don't know what that platform is called but i think it has like what like two two eagles or something like that you know facing yeah, opposite directions yeah. and you when you jump on it uh it'll sink and when you're in the air it'll right it'll raise and when you hit it with your shovel it produces a, a rainbow path for you to for you to walk on and which will all disappear. the levels yeah, yeah, will yeah and all the levels with that item are designed around it specifically to you know make the terrain complicated but interesting to navigate and that level and the music at that level to me that's like a standout that's like a highlight of the game like i really like the first world the first like introductory like level and the music and all that like it, the game starts really strongly and it doesn't really let up at all. But, you know, a, a cool reception and, um, oh, what's his name? The Knight, Polar Knight. Polar Knight's, you yeah. know, level, his boss battle, all that. I really like that. And from there, it seems to plateau. Like, it, we come up, we ramp up to Polar Knight, and then we just stay at that level for the rest of the game. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so my perception of the gameplay. What I think the highlight of this game is, is the boss battles. What I found... Everything leading up to the boss fights, I didn't 100% care for. I Now, don't get me wrong. I think the level design is creative. And I, I've been, like, milling this over my head for a while. And the one thing that I think ruined the majority of my experience on this game is the instant kills. Like, like spikes and the pits and everything. Like, my final death count... <laughs> was absurd <laughs> when, when it it's scrolling through the credits mm-hmm. i guarantee it's not as bad as mine were you I, over 350 in an 11 hour gameplay i retract that statement <laughs> <laughs> are you a huge fan of platformers no and I, i'm and just, I I'm just curious i like, don't like platformers and i realized that before like that's a type of game i've pretty much stayed away from okay yeah well then that's totally totally fair i i totally get that see like for me, I love platformers. Insta death is something that's in all of it's those there. games. It's, no, yeah, no, it's, oh, and I get that. I just like I, I would have even find like losing like half my health when I hit a spike, but every time I bumped into one, it's like instant death. Like I get the pits, I get the pits. Yeah, yeah. But the spikes, I think, could have just been a damage thing and not like I don't know. Did you get the relic that makes you invulnerable? Yes, and that was my lifesaver. Okay, but. I found it because there was another relic I really wanted to get was like the harpoon that would let you sail across the screen or something like that. I didn't get that one. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to get that as well. I I found like really bargaining what I want to buy with my money because I lost, I think 50% of the money earned in the game. 50%. (laughs) I finished with like 50 gold. (laughs) Well, no, no, I'm just saying, but like whenever you would get out of a map, you would spend it all immediately because you know you're going to lose right. a majority of it. Right, I had right. a hard time keeping a bankroll going. You know, in, that's in the a, game. Uh, sorry, I just wanted to say that that's a great segue into the the life system, the the mechanic when you die what happens. So in this game there there are no there are no lives in Shovel Knight's playthrough. I don't know about the other ones, but in in Shovel Knight's playthrough, if you die, you lose a percentage of your your 
gold. Gold. I, I guess it's gold. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say like jewels or whatever because you yeah. collect jewels throughout. Cash. But let's say your your, your money currency. You yeah. lose you lose a <laughs> section of your money, and if you die before you regain them, and when you die, you know you get three floating baggies of it, and you have to recover them. If you don't recover them, then they're gone forever. But you can regain them if you can get back to that spot where you died. And sometimes that is convenient, and sometimes it's very inconvenient. And well, that's that's like the uh, Dark Souls mentality. That's where Dark Souls really shines in this game. Never played Dark Souls. Okay, oh, great. It's, it's mm. the exact same thing. Okay. If you die out in the field in Dark Souls, you start back at the... at Well, Dark Souls is a little more punishing, but you start back at the last campfire that you were at. You have to run out and get your souls. And it's th- that's how you level up. That's how you do everything in that game. Oh, God. If you die on the way out, those souls are gone, and it takes a uh, another chunk but each time you die too you become weaker so like dark souls is that on a crazier scale but that is kind of where you see that new age concept come back into this game and they're kind of adding it to you know a, a side scroller like 8-bit yeah, kind of nostalgia yeah. i actually preferred that over having a life system because yeah, me, it gave it gave me an opportunity. I didn't have to worry about having a finite amount of lives. Obviously, you have a finite amount of I'm just going to say gold of gold, right. and I really made it a point to try to get back my stuff. Only because oh, yeah. I, I worked so hard well, for it. Yeah. But when when you see the stats at the end of just how much you actually lost, it just shook my head at it. It's, it's terrible. But I I did like that compared to your classic platformer where you have five lives and when you're out, tough shit. Right. And, you know, to sort of go off of what Harry was saying, personally, platformers, I enjoy them, but I don't beat them a lot. I don't beat them often. And, I mean, Donkey Kong Country was like, to me, that was a real struggle to beat. And by playing Shovel Knight and having that, this is sort of what I was trying to get to with Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Like, to me, the the mechanic of not having limited lives plays into the tone of the game. Like it's, it's enough, it's difficult, but it's still enough that it's not so difficult that you have to quit or, or you would rage quit. If there were, if there were only three continues to Shovel Knight, I wouldn't have beaten it. Yeah. No, uh, I, no. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have either. Right. So it's difficult, but it's not to the point that it's a detriment to the experience is, is what I was trying to say with, with I Zombies think it is a detriment though. You do? Maybe I found it just. I know I'm not good at platformers. I'll just put that out there. And I think it was, I watched myself die so many times over and over and over again that it, it really, it just pissed me. I, this was the closest I've ever gotten to throwing a controller through the television. Really? Oh, wow. Really? I was just so angry at certain parts and I knew what I had to do, but maybe I'd just nip a corner of a spike and die or I was yeah. just timed something just a little off. And I get it. That That's a big part of platforming. Yeah, that is the... Yeah, I know, I get the, that. the platformer just, thing. But, but like you said, too, you, you don't like platformers, which makes sense that that would be like, really aggravating. Yes. I mean, one part that drove me fucking night. Or it, it was <laughs> fucking, fucking night. night. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> fucking night. Harry's talking <laughs> night. Yeah, I know. I, I, I caught that just as it was coming out of my mouth. Um, there was that last segment right before you fight like you have that that basically the uh, the 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 moving platform with the the order no quarter yes where yeah. You, yeah you have the the royal rumble yeah. more or less the royal rumble <laughs> that's a good way to put that's it that's a good um, one and you're climbing up and the screen's constantly moving which is a concept they introduced earlier in the game and they basically throw every mechanic in the game at you in that one segment yeah and the amount of time i kept getting to the point where you have to start chopping through the blocks 
and that screen is just fucking creeping up on you. And <laughs> if you miss time a jump or something like that, you're you're off. You're the done. Screen. Actually, that's, I, I had trouble before that. Before you got to those to the blocks, and then once I got through there, I just used the fist the to punch through them and clear house all the way up. I don't know what the fist is. You didn't have the the you, whole. You could you could travel I, via the I had the gold gauntlet through sand. I had four relics by the end of the game. I had the bouncing green ball, which was Useless. very helpful. Oh. No, because it wouldn't just hit him once. Oh, it sure. It could just keep bouncing. And if you get in a good spot, it's like, bah, 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 and it just like ticks their health down, especially on boss fights. Mm. But I had the fireball, which is like the straight shot one. That came in handy. Yeah, that one I used a lot. Yeah, that's... So, hold on real quick. If yeah. I can, if I can interrupt you. Um, I died so much playing this game. Uh, here was my loadout at the end of the game. The $6,000 silver armor. Silver mm-hmm. armor is that, OP. That, like, uh, once you bounce down twice, you get a charge, charge attack. Up. Yeah. The charge attack on the shovel and the fireball. And that is it. Oh, wow. Yep. So I had the I, I had, vulnerable I, one as well. Which... Yeah, I struggled with uh, getting the gold I think out I... of the levels. Pretty much had just about every single... I think I'm only missing one relic. Damn, all of it. I thought I was missing only one as well. Actually, you know what? I I was missing only one because I took this this screenshot I've got for reference here. The last one I got was the... um, It's the sword that lets you fly through the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, What night is is that? I'm sorry. The propeller knight. Propeller knight. Propeller knight has a sword that lets you, like, glide for a little bit. And there was the one... um, There was the one jewel uh, collecting level near polar night where you have to fly to bridge the gap yeah you have to use that sword that relic to get there um there's one that i don't have i don't i don't know which one it might be maybe you want to you guys have the fishing rod i yep. did have the fishing yep. rod i bumped that one in the middle of a boss battle a couple times oh like, that's and you're just one. standing there vulnerable as like <laughs> nice now looking at it i'm trying to i'm trying to remember i think it's the one that's no, I completely forget. I mean, okay. when I'm looking at that, I had those, so I know that. So, you, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, did anyone get the opportunity to buy the anchor, like the anchor throw? Yeah, I had no, that. Oh, I wanted that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I so, Where you popped it up, and yeah. You could go through. You can go through the floor. It pretty much went through anything. So you oh, can wait. hit some of those. No, I'm reach. sorry. That one I don't have. When you say the anchor, I thought you meant the purple thing you throw in the air. Yeah, that's the yeah, one I'm talking in an arc. Sort of yeah. like Castlevania, um, the the throwing axe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I thought mm-hmm. you said you could you would grapple with it. No, so. not grapple. It would go through like basically. Yeah. So if there was oh, a bunch oh. of destructible shit, you could yep. throw it and it would just destruct in an arc. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I had that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was so pissed. I got all of the uh, gold that I needed because uh, I kept dying at the fish. Like you know the fish that has like the the angler fish. Oh yeah, the, the the one you can't oh, actually chest. kill, but yeah. Oh oh yeah yeah no no I know what you're talking so, about. So I died there before, at like right at the end where you finally beat him, and then the dude pops up and he's like, "Hey, I I can sell this to you." I was two hundred and fifty oh, gold pieces short, and I was like, "Motherfucker!" Because I had died twice on the previous runs. Nothing. I I. Couldn't recover any of it. I like fell and died, and then it was just sitting at the bottom of the screen. I'm like, oh, not getting any of that back. I think they could have scaled back the difficulty a little bit in the sense that maybe every thousand you got to that gets banked. Like once you hit like a thousand mark, you can't lose that. I mean, I'm sure they experimented with that, but it kind of defeats the check and balance the system of the game. Yes, that's. uh, I do agree with that. I, I, 
I don't think, I mean, maybe every, like, I, maybe, maybe not every thousand, maybe like 5,000 gets banked, but I'm just saying, I don't know. Maybe they're like, you, you have a safety net, like you could still walk away with at least 25% of what you earn total or something like that. Well, it only, it, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just saying it was like, there's so many times where I, I was up like 6,000 and then down to 32. <laughs> like, yeah yeah I mean, like in a matter of like no time at all i mean i didn't really mind but i mean it i would get pissed like especially when they show you how much like right after you die how much is floating around and yep. sometimes it's oh, just hanging there it's too. literally like and if you die in a bad way too and you can't even get to those bags, oh no you're like oh cool there's three bags with like 500 gold pieces in them a piece and i'm never fucking getting them back although what i have did is i will look for the have right, yeah, hold on, i say that again sorry yeah you said have did said what i have did. shit so what I have done was when you would see it in a very precarious spot, the treasure you left behind, I would try to at least grab the big bag since I knew yeah. if I don't get anything, I'm fucked. So I'm at least going to grab the big bag, try to die in a more appropriate spot, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and that's, then collect. That's a, that's a fair – because you don't actually – so like that is one thing that I did appreciate about this. You never lose gold. It's there for you to grab. It doesn't like, it's not like, oh, here's this 800 gold spread out into the three bags, and then you lose an extra 1,000 on top. Unless you buy the gold armor, which is useless, at 8,000. Yeah, oh. I did not buy that. <laughs> That's for the completionist. I just wanted stuff that I could actually use. <laughs> and just because we haven't mentioned it yet, um, the overworld for this is very similar to a Mario 3 style. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. with like the, mo- the movers and like there's the different houses and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. When I, I got saw really... that, I really liked it. I'm like, check that shit out. Yeah, that was my, f- like, it was my favorite part of the overworld was just like, oh, sure. this looks exactly like Mario 3. Like, just, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was awesome. Um, I did appreciate checkpoints too. That was yeah. nice to have throughout the level. Although, on the second level, I found out that it's like, oh, well, I saw these in the first level. I can actually attack them, and they give me gems. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. And then I realize, oh, shit, all the ones I've been breaking up to now are the checkpoints themselves. The second, I forget, it's one of the... the First couple castles, I forget which knight it's going against. Maybe King Knight. Or I, I no, it was Mole Knight. He was one oh. of the first ones. I oh, think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I broke pretty much every single one until I realized what happened. And that one has about like that's one of the long ones. It has like six or seven. I broke like the first four or five. And oh, then when it went no. all the way to the beginning, I'm like, wait a minute, because then it shows in between, <laughs> and I noticed the little X's. I'm like, why the f- Oh, shit. <laughs> so, the yeah. Ga- the gambler's game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Am I good enough to... <laughs> well, is it enough of a payoff, though? Like, it can be. No. no. It, no. When, I, when I found that out, never again. Never See, again. Uh, I did, I'm glad you brought that up, though, because it was the propeller night, which I did... I was working on as soon as I got home from work last night. Yeah. And I was telling you guys, like, oh, I just had to beat the propeller night, and then... Yeah. I accidentally broke the orb... Right before the propeller night. Oh, oh no. So it was God. like, I had to do that whole... And I think that was the segment where the screen is moving again. Yeah, that's like yeah, the worst yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, my God. It was a nightmare. That oh, might have attributed terrible. to your 300 deaths and you're throwing the controller across the screen. Or, or I'll the tell TV. you, I think what got the most deaths last night was where the, the block goes, goes up 
and down, and you got to get in the little grooves and everything. Oh, I yeah. couldn't figure out which one I had to go. Some of those were pretty tough. Like, I actually had to sit back. Like, I died so many times at that. I had to sit back. Yeah, and I know. A lot like, of it, right. I was just running forward just to see the grid in the future. So, I like, I knew I was going to die just so I can have a better idea for the next run. Yeah. Like... Oh God. I, I think we all had a similar experience with yeah. that with that segment of the game. Although I did see in the achievements, there is an achievement for breaking every single checkpoint in the game and doing like a run through. And of oh, course, of course, there's like that. like if anybody is like one of those where you need to 100 percent all the achievements, no. you are going to be playing this game for so long. A completionist. Oh yeah, it, it would be terrible. It would yeah. be absolutely terrible. Not doing it. Did no. you guys catch in the credits that it actually has the world record for the game? Yeah. Yep. I did see that. 42 minutes? How is that possible? Ridiculous. I don't know. I'm sure yeah, you could I, probably I watch feel it like, on YouTube. I feel like there has to be like a Mario 3 secret where you jump to the end. Ah, flute, eh? For that. Yeah, something like I that. Mean, yeah, do, I, I feel do, like you'd have I to. I don't think so. I, like, I think that could be legit. Like The levels, if you think about it, if you could do it without making mistakes... They're pretty quick. Yeah, as and if, yeah. and that's not saying that you're going for any of the extra items because there's a lot of side room. There's a lot of little bonus things here and there. It's true. One of the armors isn't it a faster one, but you're slippery, or no, you're sturdy. You're 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 a higher defense, it, yeah. but it's slippery. I was just wondering if maybe one of the armor sets is is for speed. And I have to admit, I felt that the game actually the the difficulty was rate was was going up you know throughout until i got to the second village and i bought the silver or gray armor where you you do the three down strikes down strikes and quick shout out to the down strike straight from um ducktales the yeah. cane the cane like strike or whatever yeah with the yeah. pogo stick pogo stick what? yeah okay. yeah did you play ducktales yeah. in the nes no no nope. okay that's, that's a great like, that's a great I, game. remember I, I started on super nintendo you I did never... say that i'm sorry yeah, yeah you did say that that attack is straight from from that game, and you do three of those, and you get the charge, and you can you can you know unleash that on. That was so useful for bosses. It almost like the game became easier at that point. And that, yeah. and of course, you're collecting you know meal tickets and gaining health throughout. Mm-hmm. There's, I feel, the middle of the game is the hardest part mm-hmm. in a sense. Like the levels become more difficult, but that first half of the game where you don't have the stronger armor and your health is low, you really have to be careful with with your gameplay. Yeah, I definitely found the actual levels themselves a lot more difficult than the bosses, only because of the downstrike. If you can get yourself in a good position, you can just basically ride them the entire way and just downstrike, downstrike, and, you know, have to dodge here and there. But that is such a useful tool. Tool? A tool. A tool. Such a useful tool. No pun intended. So there is one thing that I did not like about the downstrike in this. Okay. As soon as you did the downstrike, if you were hitting stuff that was breakable, you didn't pop out of it. You didn't like hit one thing and then you're on your feet. You have to hit the do it regularly. Yeah, you have to attack. Mm-hmm. That was the that, that's like my one really big gripe with the game. It got me killed a few times. Right into the, lava. Right? Yes, right <laughs> into lava or right into a spike pit. Uh, it's it's my only real gripe with the game. There's one thing and and. It, it kind of ties into my final thoughts a little bit. I'm just going to try to separate the two. I had a moment when I was playing the game. It was, I believe, the first time that you fight the Black Knight. And he, like, shoots the kind of beam thing at you. Yeah. I fucked up because I was jumping them and dodging them super easy. And I accidentally swung the shovel and hit the beam back at him. And I instantly was like, holy shit, 
you could never do that on on Nintendo. Like you could never do that on on a on a regular Nintendo system because the collision te- detection wasn't there. Like that mechanic to me made like what they were going for of bringing in new new ideas into an older retro style game. Like that solidified the idea for me and sold me on the game. Like so like that's it was just like this one little gameplay thing that I was like all in. If you really like that, you will really, really like Spectre of Torment. Just saying. Yeah, I, I, I have to play the the other DLCs for this game. There's, um, there's one where someone is shooting stuff at you. You have to hit it, and then one of his special abilities is when you're in the air, you can do like the upward strike diagonal. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do that again, Steve? The upward strike diagonal. <laughs> And that so that right. so that way you can grip onto the side of the walls and climb up. But <laughs> is that palm up or out or straight? How did how did you do that? It was like palm diagonal. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I I mean the like it being a solid gameplay mechanic is is really cool. It was just like that moment because I had that realization. I was like, this is proof of concept to me. It, it, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's that's part of yeah, my yeah, final yeah, thoughts yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. So. I don't. I I think you could deflect something in the NES. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember what it I'm, is. But look, I look. I'm sure you can, and I'm sure that there's collision but detection. That's what that. sold you on it. But like that, what, that moment to me, like because the beam wasn't just like a single color one GIF that's moving, or like a non GIF that's just moving. It's not just a motionless sprite that's moving across the screen. Mm-hmm. It was like you know, bright colored and going through neons and stuff. And it was like, boom, smacked it right back at him. I I just thought it was a really cool moment. And it was like what sold me on the gameplay and concept of the game. All right. Anything else for gameplay, gentlemen? What are we forgetting? Well, yeah, I was just going to say like real quick, I did want to talk about the bosses. I think that is the highlight of the game because every boss fight felt uniquely different. Mm -hmm. Now you can also argue that about the levels, but I did not have fun on the level trek up to the boss. The di- there was difficulty with the boss fights, and I get that, but I just feel like it was a it was an obtainable learning curve. Right. I just feel like the levels were just outrageously hard in comparison to the boss fights. But I mean that's just my take, but I do like I do like the boss fights. I think that was my highlight. I always enjoyed getting into those and learning and getting every time you would replay a boss seeing how you can change it to get it one less health bar down each time that you go in. And I swear on at least 50% of these boss fights, I was down to like a half of a circle worth of health myself when I would do that killing blow, which always felt kind of cool. Oh yeah. It was like, yeah. I just, killing blow? I got yeah. by on the, like the skin of my teeth on this. It was one, like, but... you, you guys literally just had a knockdown drag out battle to the death. It was, yeah, I totally agree because that's m- how I killed most of the bosses. Was like, it was like the, the yeah. smidge, like oh yeah, oh, yeah. like Wait, I'd have we like, all there. like one ball or half a ball yeah. of health, and I'm like, well, oh god, pulling a uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Lance Armstrong. Yeah, <laughs> I was one, one, one ball, one ball finish, one ball finish. Lance Armstrong. Oh, one ball finish. Oh god, that or John Crook. John Crook, yes, John Crook. (laughs) The original one ball? Yeah, the original one ball. Taking it back. Taking it back. (laughs) Old school Phillies player for anyone that doesn't know. I mean, when it came to the um, the Battle Royale on on like the the table or whatever, I mean, I I did that maybe three times and, Mm. you know, by the third time, I 
I was doing pretty good health wise. That was probably my favorite fight in the game. Yeah, and you know, you said you know favorite boss. I I struggled to really come up with one that I mean, there are some knights that I think I like better, but in terms of the actual boss fight, I mean. But even like all the other know. ones that are in between, you have that one dude that swings from the ceiling. Oh yeah, uh, Black Knight. You fight once. Oh, there it is. That mine's Black Knight. Who else did you fight out in the field? The dude with all the hats. Uh, was I never with... fought him in the field. I only fought him in the shop. Wasn't there a guy with oh, boomerangs? He... Yeah, there's the boomerang yeah. dude. There was only four. There was only four roamers oh, or wanderers. Then, and then there was the like kind of like the fencing one who yeah yeah. Yeah. Fencing, Boomerang, Baz, and Hat Dude. But also Black Knight. Yeah. I think I really liked uh, Tinker Knight as the boss. Because you, like, <laughs> you fight this little tiny guy. And then once you beat him the first time, I'm like, wait, that's, that's <laughs> it? I was hoping that was. And then, of course, it's not going to just be that. So then fighting against the machine and how you had to work on different levels to try to get up to him. I really enjoyed that. I, I, it was the only very thing I, Mega Man. Uh, the only thing I don't yeah. like about that one is... Because you could potentially lose, like, half your health just with the wrenches flying all over the screen. That you're going into, like, the actual boss fight with, like, half health almost. Yeah, I just get better at the game. Oh, shots oh, wow. fired. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know, I'm kidding. I know. I know. It's a platform he's, thing. He's, I just think it's no, good no, scrub. No, no, <laughs> I'm not saying that. Look, if I played Left 4 Dead right now, you guys would slaughter me and probably maul my throat you. and yeah, put, me in, maul the, put you. me in the river over there. We'll just let anyway, him go up the elevator, and then we'll just smoke a room down and have him hang off the ledge. Yes. Then his team goes to get him. 100 pounds. We should play some life. I will beat you all on Mario Kart. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Did you guys ever do... And We don't have to... This is... No, hold on. This doesn't have to stay in. But did you guys ever do the... In the first village, there's the little boy with, like, the... Um, I never did a little boy. <laughs> the one with the hoop? The hoop the and hoop. the stick. The hoop and the yeah, stick. Yeah, you can run stick. it and you can push yeah, it away and it's, stuff. It's an achievement to get, I think, eight, yeah. eight or nine you know, hits on that. And I spent, I probably spent more time trying to get that achievement than I did how uh, fighting any of the bosses. I really tried. I really wanted that achievement and I couldn't get it. Ralph really likes hoop and stick. Let's move on to Graphics! Graphics! Graphics. I love the graphics. I really, I think they went all out for the aesthetic and it just brought all of this nostalgia back to me for like the 8 and kind of 16-bit era because they do use colors that weren't originally 8-bit Yeah. in this. Man, the, the game looks cool. I love the, the design of the characters and like just everything about this game I really, really enjoy. The sprite work is fucking incredible. It yeah. really is yeah. for for just having that many bits to work with, and it still looked smooth. You work with a lot of bits and smooth them out. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I mean, honestly, all of the art—I don't think there was a single pixel out of place that didn't look right, didn't look intentional, didn't look perfect. I can't give it enough praise as a new age eight-bit slash sixteen-bit game designed to, to come from that era. Why don't we just split the hairs and we'll call it a 12-bit? It's a 12-bit game. 12-bit <laughs> 12 12 game. game. I like that. It's a 12-bit like game. What, uh, what really showed it for me was the one you were talking about where it was down in the tavern, the four people, and then the one mm-hmm. is just like dancing. 
when it's the motion of her going back and the forth dress. of the actual dress itself, shut the fuck up, Ralph. It's oh, almost come like on. A, it's almost like a can-can dance. Oh, co- yeah, co- wait a minute. Come is. on, come on. The Trouple King dance. The come on. The Trouple yeah. King. When you do that dance, that's oh. that's the best dance in the game. Uh, oh, the Trouple King. Oh, the Trouple King? That, that Harry, was The Trouple so King? You look confused, Harry. Yeah, fucking wait, terrible. my memory. All right, so that's the Trouple the, King The giant is, fish. It's the giant fish that, you get that when little... you fish, when you use your fishing rod... <sighs> didn't do it. Hold on. That, the, was, the a side, giant, that was a side quest the, thing, right? No. No. The giant fish that you go to, and if you have a chalice, he'll fill it with hearts. His, you completely refill your hearts. You get, I had two of them. It's I free. bought the chalice. I never knew what it was for. The chalice is to go to the Tropical King and have it filled. It will completely restore your heart. It's at any your hearts, your your life at any time throughout the game, or or other or other stuff, or how you had the fishing rod. I, I want to come in chalices. handy for boss fights. I had two, yeah for the for the for the boss. I wish rush. I would have known about it too. Yeah, right? Are you fucking kidding me? I, I I never bought the chalice. Well, right. wait. I bought both of them, and they just sat empty. I thought it was I was I thought it was supposed to collect extra mana. Oh. Like after you fill up that thing, I thought I, it, I, no. I don't and, know. And then if you ever had the fish hook, and where it was like you catch of, a fish, pits, and it'll say, "Oh, let me fill your tree. Let me fill your." I'll fill your chalice if you don't eat me, because you can collect the other fish. Oh my god, you look wow. perplexed and confused. I'm not confused. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> You're disappointed. Graphics. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm disappointed. That, that was some gameplay bleed over. But, Graphics. But right. yeah, like the little, like, when it's like the trouble dance, yes, their motion looks awesome. But the, I don't understand why you have to make me fucking sit there for 30 minutes and watch this thing I can't skip. What thing? 30 minutes? 30 seconds. What? The of, trouble like, dance? The trouble dance or the, the can-can dancer or that. It's not them. mandatory. There's, there's ones that you can't, you can't skip it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just going to let you guys battle it out. Battle Royale. Choose your weapon. I choose a shovel. I choose a shield. So, so Clark, I like the oh, background. Did, did we just yeah. start a relationship? I think so. Are we going to have a baby, Ralph? No. Shovel Knight 2. Quest for the baby. No. Baby Knight. <laughs> baby Knight. So, okay. Uh, let me let me say, I do like the backgrounds of the game. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I thought they... Like, I know it was yeah, a small little... Great. It's a little bit of a... a, a a finite detail, but why'd you snap in the middle of what he was saying? <laughs> why would you do that? I'm sorry, it's a double fail. Sorry, that's fine. Why? What, right. What's Keep wrong, Ralph? I just realized there was something in gameplay I really wanted to talk about and completely skipped it. Let's talk about it. We can cut it and move it. No, no, no. Since you're on your thought, finish your thought, and then we'll go back. All right. I like the backdrops of the rounds. <laughs> you didn't like anything else about the graphics? Um. Okay. There was there was something that jumped out at me last night. This, uh. this, this kind of falls into level design a little bit, but there's that last little segment. I think you're. It's on the Ascension, and it's it's raining in the background with lightning. Um, it's all blacked out, and then you're making these jumps, but you fall through some of the pieces. The way to distinguish the ones that you would fall through from the ones that you wouldn't, the rain is bouncing off of the ledges that you yeah. can jump on. I like that too. Yeah, that was good design, and I think it was like a it was a very lime. I think. It, all the colors that were on the screen at that point, it was like a yellowish green, like a lime color and black. And just the way that kind of worked together. I don't know. It looked really neat. Hmm. No, I definitely remember that part. And I actually started to get a little bit tired of the green, like acid rain. It wasn't that long, but... but yeah, because that was when you're going through like the castle with the up and down thing yeah. as well. So, Yeah, no, I, I did like that. The I background on Propeller as well. Propeller Nights. Just like the whole skyline. Where you have everything going on in the background. It's like sunset, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. It was beautiful. I mean, I like the design on all the nights. 
they don't keep to like a, a, a singular like format. No, they're all different sizes. They're too. all different mm-hmm. sizes. Like, they like, all have different number of sprites. You know that kind of thing. Um, I actually felt that uh, the one guy really looked like uh, Big Daddy. He looked like um, the oh, Delta the tre- the Treasure Knight. Treasure Knight looked like the Delta Big Daddy from Bioshock Two. I don't know if you I guys. I think I know what you're talking you know about. What I mean? Yeah, but yeah, the design of the characters and the sprite work in combination were, I mean, perfection. I can't, I can't say anything negative about the graphics. I can't think of anything. So yeah, I'm gushing, but I think it's well warranted. Whoa! Do you need a towel? Someone get some paper Woo! towels. Sorry about <laughs> the carpet, Clark. Oh, damn it! I know. I just got the stains out from fucking Majora's Mask. <laughs> from you. From you. From you. From both of you mixed together, little carpet babies. All right, this is weird. Are we All right, moving on. If graphics are done, let's move on to music. Do 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 do. Music. I didn't care for the music the first half of the game. I think it was the later levels when the music really started to shine. Like it started to feel epic. Like um, the Propeller Knights map. It even had that. <laughs> A sound in the music to go along with the theme of that level. I'm around propellers. What the hell is this? I don't know. I, I thought that was a good design in that. And I like that that music that was playing on that level. I like the epicness of the music when you're doing the entrance and the ascension of the castle. It felt like you're coming to the conclusion of the game at that point, the way the tone was just ramped up. The early stuff, though, I I could just forget about it and not not care, personally. It was okay, but it's kind of some of those music. The one thing that early generations of gaming had uh, in their favor was the same music would play over and over and over again. So it really sink in your head. That's why a lot of people walk away like, oh, I used to love that music. Used to love that music. And it's not that they loved it. It just got so fucking stuck in their head. That I with think they, exception. With exceptions. Yeah, no, no, no. There are exceptions. Because I, I do like a lot of the music in this game. I just felt like some of those ones I think are... They're not forgettable because it just keeps ringing in your head, but it's not the kind of music that you want to get stuck in your head. Hmm. That's my take. I I know you guys are going to disagree with me, but I just felt like the late, and I'm not going to trash the later half of the game as far as the music goes. I thought that was very well, but the the first half I just didn't care for. At what point did it change for you? Um, Can you pinpoint it? A cool reception? Polar Night? Or after Polar Night? I don't remember some of those. Yeah, a lot of them I, I just don't remember. I do like Propeller Knights. I really like that one. I like the Tinker Knights. Yeah, that's... And then the later ones. The other ones I, I just don't remember too much. I thought they did a really great job with it. And I kind of had a little bit of a modern feel with a classic style, or at least style in how they actually produced it. It really did give the feeling that this is exactly what they were going for, and I thought it pieced very well with the actual game itself. I, I really liked the music. Brought me back to sitting in front of my TV when I was like five and and just playing these games that I loved. I think some of it, I, I agree with Harry, some of it is memorable, some of it is not, but if you really go back and listen to those games that we all like loved, that's kind of how they actually were. It's it's the things that, that stick with stick in your head going forward which is what makes you nostalgic i think there's music from this that's definitely going to stick with me just real real quick we'll, we'll touch on the sound effects i think the sound effects were appropriate oh yeah the sound effects mm-hmm. were nothing the like, sound effects were pretty good you didn't hear like a flame sound every time you swung your 
<laughs> well, yeah, 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 they were accurate. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they were had accurate. more sound channels than the NES mm. to work with. Got it. Okay. The music for Shovel Knight <laughs> is fucking triumphant. <laughs> triumphant? That's, it's fucking triumphant. That's an adjective. Jake Kaufman, the composer, and he also had help from um, one of the Mega Man composers. I believe her name is um, Manami Matsume, or Matsumami. Uh, sorry. Um, She's listening. She's offended. The music is brilliant. It is both nostalgic and new age at the same time. How is that possible? I guess the instrumentation. For me, there are some highlights. There are some ones that I think are forgettable, but the ones that will stay with me, I'm really not going to forget anytime soon. Especially... I mean, to me, I'd have to say, like, you know, when you boot up the game, like, the music just kicks in immediately. Almost to the point where it's too loud and you have to, like, adjust all your all your settings or whatever. I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I had... Okay, yeah, let me... Sorry. Uh, go ahead. I'll get back. I had my uh, TV volume at either 1 or 2. When I usually normally play a game, it's at 10. But it was so fucking loud that I had to, like, turn it down. Yeah. All right. The, the music, I mean, in some ways is overbearing, if you want to look at it that way. Like... I think it passes what was possible on the NES. It's like Mega Man 2, which to me is one of the greatest soundtracks ever on the NES. It's like that with like twice as many sound chips, dedication, effort, everything by this guy, Jake Kaufman. You know, props to you. You're, you're a genius. Shout out, you know, an open letter to Jake Kaufman. Please keep working in the business. The guy's done tremendous work with the game. I can't praise the music enough. The tone was always right. The orchestrations, everything just perfect, like strike the earth. I mean, I could gush endlessly about it. The game's been out since 2014. I've listened to the soundtrack on YouTube more times than I can count. I didn't even beat the game until this for the podcast. Already loved the music. It was already completely sold. Brilliant work. Thank you so much. Can't say enough. You're welcome. Praise. Oh. <laughs> And a cool reception, which I've talked about way too much. It's either a cool or a cold reception. Like, uh, Polar Night, I, I just dig it. I dig the whole thing. All the music. All day. So, let's move into our final thoughts, gentlemen. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Steve, why don't you start? My final thoughts on this game... Uh. <laughs> wow. Uh. Uh, well, Where to begin? You, you see, when you have a shovel. Uh. Shovel it. What? What's he pointing at? Sorry, I'm cracking up to myself because what? Did you watch a midget porno and he had the same haircut? Oh, oh he's, he's so back in there. Look, 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 look. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I don't know why shovel it made me think of. Look, 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 look. <laughs> so, my final thoughts on this game is the vision that these guys had putting this together in with a retro feel with some modern nuances and really utilizing what they had available to make like a more epic 12-bit <laughs> platformer. They It's incredible. They did a really good job. Granted, absolute platformer frustration. Uh, I can't think of how many expletives came flying out of my mouth during the entire gameplay of this game, but that's still a part of it where I'll just sit back and shit! And then... <laughs> 
I got to just pick the controller back up again and get right back into it because it just becomes addicting. And now I have to beat it. And now it just becomes a victory once I finally get to the end and drive a shovel into some boss's head. I'm really glad this was brought to the table. Uh, I'll probably try to play through again and get as many achievements as I can. This is actually might be one where I want to see how many I can actually get. This may be thrown into the rotation with Rocket League and Dish Jam and Siege. This this may have been become a rotation game. Hmm. I'm up for co-op anytime. I'm I would totally be down for that. We'll stream it. Harry? All right. Let me let me preface this with a little asterisk. Bing. <laughs> I I feel like I almost need to apologize for not liking platformers more because I guess I'm looking at it at a different light. But dude, it's 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 your preference of games. Like if we if we did a sports game, Steve and I would probably like it. Yeah. Unless it was hockey, and yeah. then you would hockey like it. Fucking NHL. Or if it was tennis, it would be. You know, <laughs> it's 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 really, dude. Yeah, I know. Don't I know. apologize. I know. This is us. It just now. Having said that, though, I I do want to say, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize good attributes of this game. It just didn't all piece together a hundred percent for my liking. What? Would he blind? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let him finish. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just. Uh, it just wasn't. It was not a pleasurable experience, and I, I think that's when it comes to gaming. That that's that's a really important factor when it it takes looking at it at a game. So no, I don't think I will be revisiting this game at all. Even if you guys were trying to play co-op with me, I, I think this is this is getting shelved permanently, in my opinion. But oh, did you buy a hard copy? No, I bought a. I'm okay. okay. I'm metaphorically no, 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 no. shelving it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> oh, he's deleting it. He's going to bury it. <laughs> no, no. I will say, Steve, you did bring up a good point, though. You get into some of those grooves where you're like, "Fuck that! I don't care how many times I'm going to die. I need to beat this." Yeah. Now I don't know if that's a need because I have to <laughs> review it for the podcast or a need because <laughs> I need to have this achievement under my belt. But regardless, there were those moments where I was like fuck it, I'm going to have a cigarette because I need to calm down. <laughs> and then as soon as I get back, I'm going to finish that segment. And I found that happening quite a bit. I think I went through quite a few packs of cigarettes playing this game. So final thoughts. I'm not going to trash this game, but is it something I'm going to revisit? Probably not. All right, Clark, do it. So from the onset, uh, like I was saying before, it was like one of the first kind of boss battles that you do. I had that moment where it was proof of concept and I was just all in since I'm going to go back. I'm going to play both of the DLCs. I'm probably going to play through it again. I really, really enjoyed this game. There aren't any aspects that I truly just are complete turnoffs for me. And plus I have it on my, on my 3ds. So it's portable. I can take it somewhere and, and, and play it like wherever, uh, which is another nice thing about having it. Yeah. So it's just, God damn it, Ralph. <laughs> you gonna wreck poop night? <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that at first. I was like, poop night? What's poop night? Is that a Wednesday or a Thursday? But no, no. Poop night. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, I really liked the game. Go ahead, Ralph. I really could sing this game's praises all day long. Um, the final thing for me, you know, uh, looking looking back at the game now, 
the actual final encounter with the Enchantress, I thought was actually a little lackluster. Uh, maybe it was just because I had played this game over the course of like three years and I, I got halfway through it, put it down. You know, I, I had loved it at that point already. I didn't feel the need to beat it. And to get a little introspective, I feel like, you know, that was a different, a different me. That was, that was Ralph before the podcast who would play a game until he figured, you know what, I'm just going to move on to something else. Like now it's like, I have to play it, I have to beat it. So I absolutely adore this game. The idea that it was made, that it was funded by people who wanted this kind of game has almost single-handedly introduced a whole new indie retro genre where a lot of companies are trying to emulate what Shovel Knight has done, some with success, some without. I think it's a triumph of what fans can do when they collectively pool all their money together and is a great example of what Kickstarter can do with the right people. Final thoughts. Fucking love this game. Good job, people. Thank you. I wish I had funded it. I wish I had. But you didn't. I didn't. Let's move on to the fucking score. The score. All right, Clark, hit us with your score. All right. So it took me a while to kind of figure out where I wanted to put this in my spectrum of games. <laughs> Wait, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Where He's where I wanted us. where I wanted to rank it in my games? Like, oh yeah, we have a, a very went, clear ranking system I, on here. His, I, yeah, I, I went through my notebook. I I, had, I looked at all your what guys previous asshole. scores. Yeah. Look at this guy. Hey, and, have I uh, shuffled any pages yet tonight? Not yet, but it's not your turn, or it's not Steve's turn because that's usually when you ruffle them. <laughs> I like to ruffle my pages, bitch, <laughs> <laughs> and pick up these song notes. Oh, sorry, my notebook fell. <laughs> All right, so I give this game six meal tickets out of three piles of jewels that you have to dig up with your stupid fucking shovel. <laughs> Ooh, he said stupid fucking... Stupid fucking shovel? Oh, I did say wow. stupid fucking shovel. Stupid fucking shovel? No, no, that's your true feeling. I, I didn't get that out. one. Was that a bonus one? Yeah. yeah, yeah I don't know, Clark. I'm not sure I believe your score. Oh, okay. I think it's only four meal tickets. Oh, shit. Because you said stupid fucking shovel. Steve, go. This game for me, I can't, there's no no getting around it. Um, Ralph, you might be mad. I'm giving this game an A. Wow. I know. I, I Why would uh, I be mad? That that was the joke, because you're creaming over this game. You haven't flirt- sprung any leaks yet. Depends. <laughs> Depends. <rug>. Depends. <laughs> Depends. See? I see what you did there. Yeah. I was just about to say my rug begs to differ. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, this this gets an an A for me. It's I haven't played a platformer in years, and for this to be the one that I get to, it's in the rotation. Like I said, that's my grade, right? That's my fucking score right there. The fucking score. All right, Harry, give us your fucking score. <laughs> Whew. Um, my gaming experience has evolved since that eight bit generation, and I can't even say I enjoyed that eight bit generation because. I started beyond that. So taking out that nostalgia factor was not an issue for me. And I hate platformers, so that's a detriment to this game as well. I, I'm going to give it like an okay score. I think I'm going to give it like a 5.0, which ties with Super Mario 64. You all right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I think, I think Ralph just... All right, yeah. Ralph's not allowed to drink coffee before the podcast anymore. Shut up, shut up, shut up. It makes him way too weird. 
Well, um... He wore his fucking Mega Man shirt to the recording, too. You're damn right. My name's Ralph. I love platformers. I don't, though. I've never beaten Mega Man. Why do you own the shirt, then? Yeah, take that shirt off. Oh, fuck you all. <laughs> I love Mega Man 2. doesn't mean I, you know, I never beat Dr. Wily. Ralph, what do you have for a score? Well, I can't decide if I want to go with 99.9 or 100%, so I think I'm going to have to give it... I'm trying to remember where I put... I know I put Mario 64 at a 64, and I know I put Majora's Mask, I think, at a 97. <laughs> As Clark stares into space. Here, pause, pause for a second. Pause. No, 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 no. I don't, don't want to cheat. I don't, I don't want to cheat. In it. Well, I don't... I mean, let's... Let All me right. just... You got right. it. Grade it without looking at your previous scores. I'm going to give it a 94%. Wow. Yeah, done. 94%. There is not much room for improvement. In a lot of ways, I feel the game is completely perfect. Give me Shovel Knight 2. I want it now. It has been spoken. Uh, that's our episode for Shovel Knight. All right, we've got a question from Facebook for tonight. And that is from Miss Shelby Taylor. Why the Pokemon hate? What about the Game Boy versions? Um, no Pokemon hate here. No Pokemon hate from Clark. Harry? No, no Pokemon hate. Actually, I... I want to send out a recommendation if you get the chance get a super game boy or get that um i think it's a super GameCube. is what it's called or something like i don't know you get the adapter on the GameCube to play those pokemon games on the tv so much better because fuck handhelds i'm sorry i'm not what? In, i'm not into them not fuck into handhelds them. not in handhelds not anymore anyway fair enough you all right take a trip to the porcelain goddess while you're playing some super mario you know what i'm saying all right steve uh no pokemon, pokemon hate no pokemon hate i mean I I just played Pokemon Red probably last year. I picked up one of the classics. I'm probably nice. not going to go out and buy anything now, hmm. but I don't know. You don't want to catch all 800 Pokemon? Dude, I think 800? No, fuck no. I think it'd be awesome if we reviewed Pokemon Snap at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Snap! It's I'll going on it my up. list. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't hate Pokemon. I didn't like Sun. I probably wouldn't like Moon because they're probably the same fucking game, but I like the old ones. I definitely have. Yeah. I'm seriously considering really old ones. picking up uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which I've everything I've heard online about the remakes of Gen Two is that you can go back to Gen Two, but you really should go to the DS remakes for it, and that it's really? superior in every way. Yep. If I play a Pokemon game, it's usually gold. Oh, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's right. I that's saw that's it on your good. shelf. Yeah. yeah. Well, the second part to Shelby's question, yeah, is um, she asked about the mustard thing and uh, mustard. Yes, the mustard thing. Oh. Obviously, Ralph doesn't get the joke. Um, so I thought it was mayo. No, it, it <laughs> wasn't mayo. You are the best troll ever. Mayo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one really realized it. It's like Ralph is probably like the best troll yeah, ever. Say, did you guys see that bridge when you came in? Because <laughs> Ralph's here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the mustard thing. After talking it over with Harry, he said there's no fucking way that he was going to do it. So he's definitely doing it. So we're all going to do it. What, what? What? Yes, we're all going to but, eat mustard and pudding. Mustard but I'm pudding. vegan. I can't I can't have mustard. <laughs> he did it again. Yeah, Motherfucker did it again. You're fucking full of shit. Mustard's a seed. I am full of shit, but not because of mustard. <laughs> yeah. That's that's it. We'll find you we'll find you some fucking organic fucking pudding or something. Yes. Some soy mustard. <laughs> Sounds awful. I said this pudding, guy, but this fucking guy over here. Oh, but it's happening. Vegan, fredding, vegan friendly pudding. Vegan. No, seriously, mustard is 100% vegan, no problem. I, I know. I fucking what? know. Oh, are you sure? Okay. I worked for a company that sold mustard. Yes, <laughs> you fucking jackass. He's going into it. <laughs> this 
All right, just outro this. I'm done. I'm done. No, no, we got to do it. We got to do an iTunes review oh, this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, iTunes. That's right. So this week, we have an iTunes review. I was very excited to read this one. All right. So let's just dive right into it. So it is titled, A Fun Listen with Good Variety. And this is submitted by, it's me, John McCullough. So he writes, SFG RPG is an enjoyable and easy to listen to podcast for game reviews new and old. The guys are all obviously... (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is going on with you, Harry? It's a little phlegmy, sorry. He's going to turn, he's infected, look look at him! (laughs) The guys are all obviously comfortable with each other, and the chemistry slash team dynamic works wonders. On top of that, each member has their own preferences, so it's easy to get a variety of opinions on the same game all at once. Easily a podcast highlight for my playlist every week. Keep up the great work. Thank you, John. That was a very sweet iTunes uh, review. Thank you, John very McCullough. Nice. John, thank you so much. We, so, we only sound so McCullough. comfortable because none of us wear pants during this. Again, we do like to remind our listeners, every review that you guys submit on iTunes definitely helps out the show. So please get on there and leave one today. And we will read it. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. Indeed. All right. So that's it for Shovel Knight. Um, you know, honestly, everybody who has excellent taste rated it highly will just move on past the other ones. <laughs> and uh, our next game is going to be the original... Not super OG. It'd probably be the DualShock version of Resident Evil. The director's cut. The director's cut. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. There's this guy who just moved in, and he seems kind of evil. Stop. Jill, don't open that door. All right, cool. <laughs> I don't... Love the end. Thing. Love you.